Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Welcome to Windowsill Chats with me, Margo Tanto, your host. And I'm so glad that you're here today, taking me along with you on whatever it is you're working on today. And you are also taking Kimberly Kay. Kim and I have a fantastic conversation for you today. Kim is an author illustrator living in the north of England. Through her work under the brand of Inspire by Kim, she encourages people to find joy. After a busy career in the travel industry, running press offices for big travel companies, she decided to pursue art and illustration, partly prompted by a serious knee injury, which was catalyst for a new perspective. I must say also that her love of the natural world led her to fuel a movement in the travel industry to reduce environmental impact and to operate sustainable, socially responsible practices. So I love that little bit of a tidbit. Kim's bright, colorful illustrations show positive emotions and happy times. She loves working with vibrant watercolor paints, free motion embroidery, and intricate paper cuttings. You can find Kim at inspirebykim.com inspired by Kim on Instagram. The very cool thing about skiing as a theme for Kim is she has over 40 years of experience in skiing. And for her, it's a subject that she knows a lot about. It is her present metaphor for joy, for going beyond the day-to-day, for getting out and moving your body. Kim's ski A to Z work is part of a wider intention to encourage people to seek joy, to endeavor to find their joy, and to go deep into what and where joy is for everyone. This can only enhance life and the individual's experience. I just love this conversation and we really have a good time talking. Kim is also super generous with some great tips for you a little further into the podcast and she might actually almost get me to sing out loud. So stay tuned. And here is Kimberly Kay. So Kimberly, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. It's wonderful to be able to speak to you. Oh, likewise. Well, you have so many great things going on. And I really, um, I, there's lots that I want to touch on. And I, I, I just think it's so fascinating how you've niched down and how your, your work experience has, you know, 
gone into your illustration desires and, and, and passion and how it's all come together. And I feel like you've just done that in a really, I don't, was it a mindful way to focus on sport and skiing or did it just, did you just do that because you were looking for something to draw? I mean, did what, what was the progression for you? I think the thought, the thought process really was, um, I thought I'm not seeing anyone illustrating skiing. I thought, Oh, it must be not on trend, (laughs) you know? So, um, and, and, and obviously, sort of around Christmas time, you see kind of polar bears with skis on and, and kind of those kind of sort of ski imagery. But I just thought, no one's illustrating skiing. I thought, oh, no. And like a few times, I thought it mustn't be of any interest to anyone. And then uh, after a day oh, skiing contraire. in France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after a day skiing in France, I, um, I sat there and I thought, I'm going to do a painting of, of ski equipment. And then sort of I did like, then like other ones after that. And, and I thought, actually, I could maybe do like an A to Z. And so it kind of sort of started off really as just sort of sort of following a theme. I wanted a project that was going to enable me to be able to sort of deep dive into kind of develop skills. So it went through social media and then I started to think, oh, maybe this could be a book. And I followed the maths courses with um, with with Zoe and Lilla and the ones predominantly about children's books and really just followed the steps then. And I thought, well, if I've learned about how to pitch a children's book, surely the pitch in any book is going to be the same process. And so it went from being social media through to pitching a book idea. And it's now available to pre-order and people can actually hold it in December, which is just just feels just amazing. It's so cool. What and I and I love and we'll get into this kind of your path on how you got there and how you reached out to just exactly the right publisher. But this has gone pretty quickly for you. Yeah, really quickly. So I was doing the the make art that sells courses last year, mm-hmm. and in February, I literally kind of worked through like the the end of the content, and I was like, create the the pitch document, and I did it, and I had sort of. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd put a lot of time into that document because I'd created the cover. I'd created sample spreads. I'd identified who the market was going to be for the book and how I would promote it, which is then be using my kind of PR skills from my, my, my career in PR. And I then thought, well, I've got it. It's here. OK, well, now I'll start sending it off. And I thought, well, it's a sport book. You know, it's like I thought if I approach a publisher that does all kinds of books, mm-hmm. then it's kind of I'm pitching into a huge marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'll have a look at like specific sport publishers. So I sent this my document off, like kind of winging a prayer mm-hmm. into the you know internet, <laughs> thinking yeah. I would never hear anything again. And about forty minutes later, I got a phone call saying. I'm interested to know more about your book. So you sent like, it to, so what your thought process, right, was a sports publisher. Yeah. And you so did that, I, did you, did you do a little research or you already had somebody in mind? And No, I, I, I didn't, I had, hadn't any sort of awareness of the sports publishers. I started to look at it and I was looking, there's, there's a lot of sports publishing is in the US, mm-hmm. um, less so in Europe. And so, um, so I picked out Meyer and Meyer. And and some were some publishers were saying, you know, send us like a ten-page document, you know, and and uh, and and Meyer and Meyer said, tell us your idea. Uh-huh. And like I say, I, it was a good pitch document that I'd done, 
yeah but I sent it off and it was just and it's been like a a whole whirlwind since because as I say I've written it illustrated it done the cover done pattern pages for inside the cover and and then we're now starting to promote it so I've been writing press release and and, and running it with, wow. you know working with the publisher and 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 so it's just yeah it's incredible so it'll be from pitching um to the to holding the book will be less than a year which that's amazing yeah that's, that's fantastic so did you um did you reach out to them via email or another way yeah it was email okay yeah so they, they got your email they read it that quickly they yeah. read it that quickly and then they responded that quickly yeah and, and I also I also um I also I look on LinkedIn as to who you know who the right contacts sure. were I think LinkedIn can be really useful actually for like more commercial sort of approaches. yes that's a very good point and I don't think we talk about that enough but but LinkedIn is such a good way to find who at that company you should be sending things to yeah I'm definitely finding that work is coming to me through LinkedIn people are seeing my work where I post it in um you know, in sort of in specific groups, like there's this, there's one which is like ski marketing professionals. Mm. So by pitching in there, you can not only reach your own connections, right. but you can also people who aren't connected to you can also see what you've posted. And I find that's really working really well. I think that's so great too, because on a place in a space like LinkedIn, you're getting people that don't even know they're looking for illustration. They're just in that marketing group and there you are. And they're like, oh my gosh, we never thought how wonderful it could be to, to use this to promote yeah. this thing we're doing. That's, that's a, that's a very key, that's a very key thing to discover. And so that is, so you've had other things that have happened before this, before this, even with your, with your yeah. illustrations. I just want to let yeah. people know, really, like you started these illustrations, the ski illustrations just before lo lockdown, right? Early so Jan January, January last year. Right. So keep that in mind, people. That's not that long ago at all. It's just so great. Yeah. So the, fir the first thing that um, that came to me whilst. Um, so basically, I've been working on the illustrations. I've been focusing on that. And then I was asked, I was contacted again through LinkedIn um, by an extreme skier in the US, Dan Egan, mm -hmm. um, to work um, on some illustrations for his book. And, and so I worked on those. Um, and actually, the, I'm trying to think whether it was the second lockdown. Yeah, I think it was the second lockdown. <laughs> wow. Um, so pretty much from, from Dan asking me to do illustrations for his book, um, to the book actually coming out I think we had about two weeks we weren't in lockdown in that whole sort of about five month period wow but um but Dan asked me uh, for illustrations and I pitched 10 um he, he asked for he wanted 10 um pieces I pitched lots of sketches and he actually ended up taking um 20 I think it was 20 24 or 27 for the book so he, he he asked me to do extra ones wow and uh that was just it was real sort of it was real sort of confidence booster and i think that as well that then helps when i then was approaching the publisher for the ski a to z yeah. book for my yeah. book yeah it really helped to say that i'd worked then on that book oh by the way was, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it just kind of because i think it's i think it's hard it's like you know they, they want you to sort of be proven to be able to invest in you right and to support your project but then how do you get 
proven if nobody supports project. So yeah, you definitely did some work to put you in the right place. You know, I think yeah. so the link, did he come from that ski professionals group on LinkedIn? Dan? It was either that one and there's two different ones that I'm in two different ski groups. The ski writers, I think ski writers and then ski marketing people. And I've been posting different things in different That's so ones. interesting because you can see as somebody who might be as Dan who might I mean he's an extreme skier he might not be a writer so he's probably looking the same way we do when we look at like how do I find somebody that could do this for me and and there you were and it probably made his book which we'll put a link to in the show notes but just that much more like he didn't even dream it. he could have that wonderful illust- illustrative quality in there that's so cool yeah, and it was interesting, actually, because he wrote it with Eric Wilbur and Eric said, and I was really quite, you know, quite choked up when I heard him say this, but he said, um, he said the first thing he noticed about the book was was the illustration, you know, and, and how, how, you know, how they really captured it. I'm not, I do have to say that I'm not the only um, illustrator in the book, and there was five of us, but but mine are the the most <laughs> that's so great. there's more that's mine than than everyone's so but I mean cool. it's, it's just a one it's just wonderful how everyone's kind yeah. of it's all come together that's so great so you took so taking the course really kind of helped you outline how you would want a book to be and you did that yeah started that work in in the in the Matt children's illustration class that's super, super fascinating. I think that you've done that. And your the other thing too is your background is PR, but also a lot of travel and sports. And so I think it's you come to it. You know, it feels to me from the outside looking in that you were like, I, I feel like I want to learn more about drawing and I want to get more into drawing. Here's something I love. So you really you turn to that, which I love that. Yeah, I think I think it's I think you've got to you've got to draw what you know about, you know, and, and kind of and I think sometimes we can think, oh, well, everyone knows about whatever that is, because that's not so unusual, you know, but kind of obviously everyone's lives are different. And if there's something that you know about and you know it really well, it's so much easier for you to be able to approach it than than a subject that's totally not in kind of your world. Sort of. It is, isn't it? And I think you stand out so much by doing that. I just want people to really think about that and ask yourself that. What, especially with so much out there, so much art. If you can find something that lights you up, that you love to do that. So then it comes naturally to you. So I would think skiing, I've been skiing since I was very young as well and worked in the industry a bit, but you know, you just think there's all those stories, or if you've ever taught, it's the things you say, what, how to tell kids to hold their skis or whatever that thing is. Um, but then those, so if you want to draw that, it's just, it's part of your story and that's yeah. wonderful. And what, what I wanted to do is, I think that um, to me, it, it, the underpinning everything that I do is is trying to sort of um, lean into joy. So to, to kind of, yes. and, and I try to sort of do this myself and I try to kind of inspire other people to do it by basically trying to notice when, when one feels joy and then sort of trying to understand, okay, well, what was it that made me feel that joy? And then leaning into that and going, you know into that subject and um it could be theater it could be mm-hmm. um dance but, but just following these and I think that then you really start to be working in something that you really 
is really kind of sort of um, inherent to you. Um, and I think that, that that's really, it, it, it's just really powerful. I think there's so much to be said for that. I, I really do. And I feel like it's showing up more and more or in different ways that calling out, especially after, you know, time sort of secluded on our own or with our families or kids home or whatever that looks like, or not able to do the things we once did. It's finding that joy or, or thinking about joy or thinking about being okay, exactly who we are, or thinking about, you know, where the world is and what we want it to look like for us or how to, we want to educate ourselves differently or be healthy and what way we choose to do that. But I love that you call that out because I just think, why not? Right. Why not focus on those things that bring you joy? There's so much Mm. we can fill our time with just to be busy or just to, just because we think we should. And if it can be joy filled, such a good place to focus. And so I've experienced joy feelings in skiing, but I think that when I'm trying to create something, I always try and think, okay, well, what can the illustration do that a photo can't? Mm. Because if a photo can show it, then there's no point drawing that. So what I've tried to do is sort of kind of lift the mask of skiing, really. You know, people ski and they've got big goggles on, they might have a, a turtleneck on, a helmet, you know. So really trying to kind of open up the faces, show the expressions and really try to to put the emotion that can be felt with skiing into into the poses, into the uh. into the characters. And there's all these different characters through the book because it's it's fully illustrated. So every page has got at least one illustration on it. And you know, they brightened my days yeah. creating these smiley characters. And and thing is, it's like, I think sometimes people think, oh well, you know, everything's great for you, and it's like it, it's not. I find life quite challenging. I'm a, I'm a very deep thinker, so I find that creating positive illustrations can help to counter some of the kind of negativity and sort of the the kind of news agenda and 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 some of the quite harrowing things that you know that we see through what's communicated, you know, through. I'm kind of bombarded with all this information and there's, there's, there's too much of it for me which yeah. is kind of can bring me down so my illustrations are to try and make me kind of feel joy and and better and hopefully they can do that for other people as well and oh that is I that means so much and they really do translate and you know what? I hadn't thought about that until you said it but anymore when you look at pictures of people skiing now they have the helmet on and their goggles are so reflective you see whoever's taking the picture you don't see their eyes and you're right the scarf the the gator the whatever and your illustrations you see their eyes you see their smiles you see their concentration I love that so much you really do see how that person is enjoying what they're doing it really comes through and and they're so thoughtful and the way your color there's a little bit to me of that vintage golden book charm to them as well I mean I just I love I love how you put down the color and how you blend and the tones you use and I you're really onto something I remember when I very first noticed you or looked at looked at your work it's been well it's been at least you know we know when you started um to do the skiing but I just thought wow look at that she's super super focused I haven't seen anybody doing that and I always feel like if you can find that thing that nobody else is doing you've really hit on something because just all the much more chance for you to be 
the one that people will want to use. And again, that doesn't mean you have to draw, you know, something specific, but your style is also another way to, to make it be yours and to find what that looks like. And you, you definitely have. I can't wait to see the book. Yeah, so the book's out in December, so it's available for pre-order now. So, but but like I say, it was very much a project for progression, and 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 I and I've, you know, like people often say about being afraid to draw figures, and I think the fact that the figures are all in ski suits is a little bit kind of helped me to be able to kind of sort of push through any kind of concerns about representing the figures mm. because um, because of the clothing. Um, but what I find um, really helps me when I'm trying to draw is that I try and distract my conscious mind so that I do listen to podcasts a lot when I'm drawing because it's trying to get to me in that space where your, your conscious mind is distracted, whether it by audio or you might have the TV on. I find that too distracting myself. Mm. But And I think the best piece is sometimes you come to the end of it and you think, I don't even remember doing that and and it's there in front of you and so to me there's that magic space where you're kind of totally in the zone and I think that if we're thinking too much we're thinking this is a mouse and it should look like this whereas if we're just you know sort of crafting it and you know and, and and focusing on the line then um but but not focusing on the line yeah. <laughs> then it, it kind of almost it almost feels like it's kind of created itself and yeah I just find it quite strange you know like sort of sometimes I just think where did that that came through my hand and I just find it really inspiring I just look forward to to seeing kind of where this is going to go in the future it's it's just so exciting and I think that with art and creativity and making it's just infinite where you can take it there's no there's no end point is there it's you can just explore it really is and you know I was talking to some friends recently well and I want to get back to your how you drew it too but I was talking to some friends recently and we were just saying you just never know if you're open to possibility within your own mind and within within your environment um you just never know what's going to come your way and it, it it all just depends on where everybody is in their path and and what you're putting out there and who sees it. And it's just the most kind of magical thing. You kind of set those intentions in your mind and it feels like the universe says, okay, I, I see that you're ready <laughs> or I see that you're at this point and let's throw this in front of you, you know, or let's yeah. have you trip over this and see if you notice kind of thing. Yeah. Cause when I pitched the book, um, was when, uh, when they called me from the publisher, uh, it was Jeff. Cohen he said um he said I was just sitting here thinking I've got lots of ski lots of football books I need something else he said and then I got your email and it's just timing I think yeah you know it just feels really fortunate and but then I thought well I did the work you know I followed the steps yeah Zoe said and so why not you know if it hadn't happened I would have self-published maybe just like a, a really small number of copies and but well, do you think if yeah. you had if you hadn't heard back from Meyer and Meyer, you would have kept it on with a few others? Yeah, I would have kept on. I mean, I'd got I'd got in my mind, um, and, I, and and in the proposal that I put to them, I said that I wanted to be able to launch in October because that's when the ski shows are, yeah. and to get everything out for the winter. So, um, 
I, I think that I would I would have kept going to see if I could get another publisher. But yeah. but I think that if it hadn't if I hadn't got it in time for this season, I think it would have been hard for me to you know because um and this was really good actually at the beginning of the process. I had a meeting with a coach that I've worked with in the past, and she said to me, "Don't overjudge the early work," mm. and that's kept going through my mind because. It would have been an endless process if I'd thought, oh, well, I know I can do that now better than I could before. Totally. Um, but obviously you're progressing all the time. So you'd, if you did that, you'd be constantly replacing the early pieces and you'd just keep going forever. That's another massively important point, because I think we all look back. You know, I, I, was, I, I follow a couple of younger people who are artists and they'll go and erase their early things on their Instagram. And I'm like, don't, don't do it because I let pro progression is a natural part of creating, right? We learn or of any of living really. So I yeah. love that. That is such great advice. Don't think it because it, what that does is stop, stops us from starting or stops us from sharing or something. It's just about keeping going because Yes, it changes, but but to me that adds to the delight of it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, with the book, I, I I decided that first day I thought, you know, the colors that people associate with skiing are cold colors, mm -hmm. you know, so cold mountains, white, you know, kind of icy blues, and I thought I'm gonna, in order to contrast with a background, I'm gonna do everything in warm, kind of fiery, you know, kind of warming colors, and and that that. I've carried that right through. So although the illustrations have evolved, and, and in the book, they're not in a, in a, in a you know, I'm no, not, not someone who started at A yeah. and then went through to Z. It, is, it kind of <laughs> dipped around. I love that. And so they're, they're all kind of mingled, you know, in amongst, and there's no sort of path, path, art pathway that shows in the book. Um, but, but the, yeah, that was an early decision on the, on the, on the colours and the, uh, the colour palette um and that definitely definitely made a difference to um to the overall look and, and and the fact that it then holds everything together and everything's united by that yeah yeah that's so great and and you might be we're all harder on ourselves than anyone else so you probably notice those little things that, and say oh that was an early illustration much more than anybody else would you know yeah absolutely and it's like you know and like even ones that I've done since I put the book content together now feel very different than what was in the book but but altogether it feels like a, a massive massive piece of work and uh, I'm sure it is yeah and I think it you know it helps it helps me to feel that um I think anything when achieving a goal helps you to feel like you, like you can achieve a goal and, and it helps you to be able to set the next one. And, it, and I, I always think of sort of courage like a muscle. The more that you work that muscle and the more that you, you know, it, it takes courage. But if you, you can muster the courage, then it gives you courage then for the next thing. And you can kind of sort of grow that. I couldn't agree more. I think that's so important because in its confidence and its courage and it's you know, when something positive comes from all that work, then it's just, you know, you know, that can happen and you can try that again. You can try that again, which is, it's wonderful. I think that's so important. Um, and I love, I want to go back to the fact that you kind of get yourself in a zone when you are drawing too. I, 
I love doing, I, I find that if I can remember to do that, if I can remember to stop long enough to put something on that I'm listening to, mm-hmm. um, I do, I can kind of zone out. And that mm-hmm. is the, I just love that example you said about like, how should I draw a mouse? Cause I find, I don't know if any of you, uh, the rest of you feel this way, but I do find I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, the ear goes this way when really that's not what it's about at all. It's just your expression of whatever you think that is. That's the important part. Yeah. And lines and shades and, yes. you know, and form. Um, I first noticed that actually doing life drawing and I think it was because like you were literally sort of given maybe a little like, oh, I'll give you 10 minutes to draw this whole figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I'd be like, <sighs> and sometimes, I, sometimes I'd even find that I was drawing with the other hand. And ah. I was like, whoa, and, and that was really strange. Um, and, I, I, and sometimes, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know whether I was using one hand, two hands, but at the end of it, I'd be like, okay, that's it. Where did that come from? And it's yeah. like, it's kind of sometimes as well, I think that's when you actually just step back and, and, and there's, the, there's the, the form. And yeah, it just, I find that really, really magical. And it's just something, yeah. Something you know, we, when we were, when we were not recording, we were talking about all the challenges that are, that are happening online and how that's great, but it's hard to kind of know where to start and stop. And I haven't seen one yet of put a timer on for two minutes and do this, you know, that, that yeah. might be a good one as well. Just because we get so into it, we feel like we, it has to look a certain way or that, you know, oh my gosh, we're competing against, you know all these other people doing this, but, um, that we might have to try that one. The time is quick. I find it's not easy. I mean, some days I think I'm trying to get into that zone. Um, but sometimes I can't distract my conscious mind enough, like the podcast. Um, I might not be listening to it enough. I might be thinking too much. And obviously Mm -hmm. the different stages of process, sometimes if you're thinking about what you need to include and what elements are going to be, then you need to be, you need to be conscious. Um, but then definitely kind of as well with the painting, once you're starting with the painting to just try to not think it too much. And I don't do much color mixing Mm -hmm. because, um, I mix on the paper really Uh because, um, so I used um, Japanese watercolors, the Kurataki ones. I've got so many different colors. I can literally just dip into the color and obviously blending kind of within, you know, within a space, you blend from a darker, dark, say like a darker kind of um, maroony color going right. right through to a yellow, but mm. in a, in a I learned that actually from Helen Dardick, did a, a class with her in, um, in Rotterdam. Oh, nice. It, totally. The materials and, and, and the brushes and everything that she recommended totally, totally changed the way that I worked. And, and yeah. Oh, gosh, that that's a good one. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at your um, ski boot with the, the kids playing on it. And I can see that color, almost the same ones that you mentioned. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. So did you go to, to Rotterdam to take Helen's course? Yes. Uh, what a wonderful thing. That. I know, which seems quite crazy now. I mean, kind of and how <laughs> restricted we've been in traveling, just thinking, yeah, I'll just go and do an art course for a day. <laughs> but I mean, it was, um, I, I'd seen that Helen was doing workshops and I'd thought in the past about traveling to the States to do one mm-hmm. because I, I love their work. And, and I'm always interested to learn from people where I look at their work and I think, I cannot figure out how you've done that. Right, right. And, and Helen's got these, these 
like kind of like really bright colors over really dark colors but yet it's got a watercolor look and I was like I want to know how to do that yeah. so yeah so when she then said she was doing one in Rotterdam I was thinking right I'm there That's so good you know we're not actually that far from from there at all right. um yeah. but you've got the you've got the North Sea in the way <laughs> the crow flies. but it yeah. was wonderful yeah oh, it was just a magic day I really think there's things like that, especially when you can immerse yourself like that, even if it's, an, if it's in a day. But first of all, you make friends that are very valuable to have. And you do, you get these, do you get blocks? For me, it's kind of getting rid of some of the blocks that I didn't even know I had really, or because you learn technique and you learn just how to push yourself past something. And that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. And I think that what was interesting with that was that Helen actually taught some painting techniques, whereas when I'd gone back, you know, I, after I blew my knee, I decided I was going to go back and, and study study art and, and, and illustration kind of came out of that then. But they'd never tell you really so much how to do it. It was more about finding your expression of it. But I was mm. a little bit like, I want to learn the skills. I want to know how. And- yeah, that's it. And, you know, and so, but I mean, I, I just, I just find that I think it's a wonderful time to be, to be an artist and to be creative. There's so much content, whether it's YouTube, Skillshare, uh, the Max courses, there's so much available to us and everyone's so generous and, yeah. you know, everyone's sharing and, you know, and I, one of the things I really want to do, and I might, I might put it down as a goal for next year is, is to, to teach, teach a class. I'd like, oh, like I to do a, yeah. Definitely. Um, I, l- I learned through video ones because I can put them on whilst I'm creating. Mm-hmm. And I actually find actually find them really soothing to listen to people talking about creating more so than kind of meditation, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like podcasts and things. And I find they just don't work for me. But like listening to someone talk about art and like, oh, yeah. Well, I feel like, <laughs> totally that's that's how, yeah, that's it, it is our meditation. You know, if you can get in the zone like that, you're you're good calling all creatives. This episode is brought to you by Relish Your Creativity. What is Relish Your Creativity, do you ask? It's a monthly creative community built by myself and Natalie Shepard to specifically help you imagine and bring to life a vibrant vision for your own creative future. Relish Your Creativity is curated to bring you monthly classes where we deep dive into relevant topics, a private Facebook group to connect, share, and learn together, guest speakers, live chats, and a caring community. If you're ready to confidently put your art into the world, feel more comfortable and empowered in the direction you're heading, or spend focused time on your own creative growth, Relish Your Creativity is the membership for you. To learn more, head on over to www.relishyourcreativity.com. That's R-E-L-I-S-H-Y-O-U-R-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-I-T-Y.com. And we can't wait for you to see what we have in store. So, and I love too, that you're obviously, you've done so much skiing yourself, you know, again, like we said earlier, it's such a passion, but you do, I'm sure when you were speaking to the publisher, they loved that you were coming at it from, with your own knowledge as well. Yeah, I've skied since I was five years old. Um, we were fortunate enough to live by like five minutes from a dry ski slope. I didn't fall in love with it there. You know, it was a very different experience to be on the snow. So tried it, I think a couple of times there. Then we went to Austria yeah. and it was just magical. It was all the children and we were, we, had, we were fortunate. We had beautiful sunny days and it was just magic and just totally, totally fell in love with it. And, and we were then skiing very quickly. We were skiing with the local children. 
Um, so then I brought that love back to back to home and the dry slope and we were had a great community there around the slope and oh, ski no. racing and then um, helping teaching the children to ski there. And then I worked in Austria teaching children to ski. Oh. And then when I was working in the travel industry, some of the work was promoting ski holidays. And and then um, I've introduced my husband and his two children. Um, they're, they're now t- like teens, but they were just small children then. Yeah. Um, to the sport. And I think that helps really in in understanding kind of what people want to know and need to know to be able to start from scratch to ski Mm -hmm. um so that's definitely fed into into the book oh I love that I I would think too because yes you instead of just an outsider looking in and say I like this thing you you come all the way from learning how and 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 discovering it you know even from a young age from a dry slope to Austria and just the, ah, you know, the aha that that is. And and then there's nothing like teaching somebody how to ski and watching them get it and the look on their face when they get to the bottom of the slope by themselves. That's it. People just light up. And that's what I wanted to show in the illustration. I wanted to show that kind of that, that light when people just, you see that they've felt that feeling of that glide yeah. that then kind of just totally lights them up. For some lucky reason, I have a video of the first time my son made it down and he was quite young and so little and he was absolutely refusing to do it because he likes couldn't. But then, you know, we got him up. He got those tips together and he got all the way down. And at the end, you know, he just had this he was, so, I think he was like three or four. And he just looked at me with all the same faces of your characters. And he said, I'm a genius. <laughs> That's what he was just, oh. We just laughed about it. That's become was like, I'm a genius because he, all he knew how to say it, he was trying to express. I just was able to do something that I mm-hmm. feel a way I've never felt before. And I did it all by myself. And that's, that's what your illustrations that's what comes through I think it's so wonderful I think it's incredibly freeing for children because you know kind of you go out in a public place you know like you keep the children really close to you you know so they're safe whereas they can kind of they almost can sort of just sort of spread in in the space you know and like the fear is they different they don't have their it. own steam you know and and that's like and as they get a little bit older you know I used to say to the children right Okay, you can go, you know, you can pick your own path now um, and you stop at that that peace marker there and we'll all regroup there and they can then, and that just the, the, the space and the, ah. the independence of that, I think it's really, you know, it, it's really something. And, you know, and, and part of the thing with the book is that I really want, you know, I want to just try and sort of demystify skiing so that people can, it can be more accessible to people to be able to try it and to, to feel like they have the information that they need in order to be able to, to try, you know, and, and experience. I love that because where's that book? It doesn't exist. Now it will, but you know, there is not something that you can say here, this is going to help you understand that it's not yeah. as mystifying as it seems. And that is so, I, I mean, that's, First of all, of course, it's visually pleasing and the information is great, but you really are. I can see it really helping people as well. Which is yeah. Really cool. And I think that it's like um, what I hope, uh, like say through my Instagram and things, I hope that if people maybe maybe they might never want to try skiing, but I hope that it's almost like a bit of a metaphor for yeah. 
um exploring and yeah. trying something new and you know and, and and it's all in nature and you know and there's appreciation of nature I think in order to be able to you know and I think that that can then come back to people when people are thinking about environmental choices in their lives and everyday lives you know it, then it's important to think about that because that environment is you know is something that we all need to be you know to be That's careful true. for and I I love that too because I I can see you giving whole talks about about the metaphor of it all and it it does come back to the joy and and all those other things and I think it's it's great and I one of the things I was going to ask you is what would you like where would you like to go from here with this um I, I want I want I'm pleased that I've got publisher because it means it can get the book out there yeah yeah and um you know it's it's in English I've written it with with you know the, the North American market in mind as well as the British and also the the, the Australia and New Zealand um I think from a point of view of a creative um I started to I've got all these different icons now for skiing and all these characters and I then want to start to to take that into home decor mm-hmm. and I'd really like to and this is where I need to sort of possibly take it a little bit more. Uh, I need to be thinking really carefully about taste. <laughs> um, and and I'd like to take it into home decor ranges. And it's now, and there's now just about three months left of the year. And so I intend to be pitching, to creating some, some more patterns and some more designs, mocking them up and pitching. And that's my, that's my, other than promoting the Ski A to Z book, is 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 getting those and 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 kind of again sort of overcoming the kind of the doubt and the 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 kind of fear and the negativity thoughts that can come in when you, you're really kind of pushing yourself beyond you know a, a comfort zone and beyond a sort of kind of invisible boundary you know to sort of to to, to sort of forge forwards and yeah and do that you have what it they takes. did it here so <laughs> you did. you've said it out loud and that that might be something we have to talk about offline too for just get you all to all the right places and all the right people to to do that because I think it's 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 again it's so saleable because it is a niche you there's so many things like in all the product development I've done you know there's all those stores that need things for the lake. There's all those stores that need things for outdoors. There's all those stores that need things for Christmas. There's, you know, on and on and on. Skiing is definitely one of them. And so hard to find that art, as you know, it's so hard. So it will be fun to see what, what happens there. I see lots of potential in that for sure. For yeah. Sure. No, it's exciting. And a lot I feel like of different... I should be making notes on what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> lots of different product lines. I can, I can see it. This is very yeah. exciting. It's very exciting. And I must say too, with your publisher, he might come back and say, okay, skiing is great. What book can we work on next? Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I'd like to do, I'd like to um, strip back the illustrations and do a coloring book, a ski yeah. coloring book. That's and a good activities. idea. Um, and because um, I did nursery nursing from school. So, and I was a children's holiday rep at one stage. So there's kind of mm. like, there's that sort of part of me as well because I always find I look at the coloring books and I very rarely feel inspired to actually do that so I think well you know maybe that's something but yeah I'm I'm hoping that that the publisher might say oh we've got this opportunity um you know would you like to I don't know whether 
I don't know. I don't know whether it would be another book of mine, but I think it might be illustrating someone else's book. Sure, sure. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I've know. always felt, I've always felt that I wanted to write a book, but never known what it would be about. And then it's just been so quick from yeah, yeah, okay, you know. And <laughs> it's 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 astounding, really, that you know it's worked out like it has. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It, it doesn't always work that way, and it's fantastic and it worked that way because you did the work and yeah I did the work all the steps and then um there's someone that's been writing a review of the book for me and he said even before I I designed the cover he said oh if you because I contacted him he'd written a ski book and he said oh when you've done your book I'll review it and the (laughs) fact that he he seemed to believe it when I didn't no I didn't have the belief in it oh, you know but the so fact good. that he's like yeah I'll review your book for you and now he's reviewed it and I'm oh. just like and I said to him thank you because you actually believed when I said I was writing a book you believed me. <laughs> <laughs> you believed that I could do it and and that conviction really kind of it was really helpful and I think that you know sometimes when other people can believe you over yourself that that's it can give you that impetus then to you know to, to see it through it's that courage muscle again right you know yeah. maybe, maybe that would be a good exercise for anybody who's out there saying I, I need to do that is just write a letter to somebody that you want or you know reach out to somebody you'd love to review your book that you don't even have yet and when they say yes you're you're on you're on for it somebody's yeah. waiting for you so that's a good that's yeah. what a good point that's so that's that's it yeah um, I've got some tips that I wrote down oh good we love tips because I find that um you know I mean everyone wants to be able to these little nuggets that's what you can take away isn't it and oh I love that so so one thing that I that I, I've done for this year and I, I think it can be really useful is to write goals on a bookmark or to make a bookmark with goals on because I find that if I write goals in a book then I'm kind of going forwards you know and like you do different pages in the journal and the goals almost get left behind whereas if they're on a bookmark right as you're moving through time it's still there with you okay there's a product for you right there make that bookmark for people yeah. to fill in <laughs> that is brilliant I've never heard anybody say that that's such a good idea but yeah I just think that because then you know because it gets lost otherwise and then another thing is um you can get mouse mats which um you can put photos in right um, it has kind of a a a sheet that you can slip things underneath yeah so you can put you can put a paper into one of those photo mouse mats that's so again every, every every day and I think sometimes even if you don't see these things and consciously read them I think, again, it's kind of going in subconsciously. And I've got all these yeah. post-its around my, my screen, which try and remind me that, you know, like positive messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other ones I've got? I forgot that. Oh, yeah, another one. Write down things that you've done. Because often things, we spend a lot of time doing things that don't even make it onto the to-do list. Whereas writing down all the things that you've done in a day makes you realise how much you actually have done that's very true. I think that that can help. It is. It's very true because we race through the day doing all the things, which sometimes just feel like minutia. But if you did write them down, you there again, there's so many accomplishments that we don't give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And I think that that can help. It can help to feel like, yeah, I am achieving stuff. It might not be the, the things that are on my to do list, everything, but 
you know, that that's why I didn't, you know, sometimes then you get to the end of the day and think, oh, I didn't do that thing. Well, if you can see all these other things that you've achieved, then you don't feel despondent about it. True. Just as long as maybe one of them is not five hours on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, happen. but then Instagram, I, I do do like Instagram and I find it really inspiring and it's just wonderful. So the community is, and community, that was another tip about finding those people that have got similar interests to you. Mm-hmm. And you can support one another. You can create. We've got a little. Um, there's five of us, four of us in an accountability group, and oh, every Monday good. we state our intentions, reflect on the past week, and then and and all you know, kind of bolster each other with with encouragement. And I think that's really important. I think accountability and the community around that, those groups, and just and and we are lucky because I feel like in this creative community, it's so we're kind, it's kind and friendly and supportive. And not all kind of arenas are the same. So that's I think really I think good. the lockdowns were quite unifying in that as well. I think that I do feel like like with the work that I did for Dan's book, you know, everyone was kind of got limited geography, and it almost sort of matters now less where people are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if 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 they're they're in one continent and you're in another one. You know, I think we've all had we've all had a similar experience. Obviously, we've all had it different, but we've all had our lives restricted in a way that it's, it's unusual for people to all have the same thing kind of going on at the same time globally. Right. It really is. It's, I remember thinking in the very beginning, what other thing could you, could happen that everybody would have to do at the same time? It's, you would never even imagine that that was possible. No, no. And I think there's some humility of that, isn't there? And, you know, we can, and we can all sort of empathize with, with what everyone, you know, mm-hmm. what everyone's been experiencing. Really, in the very beginning, I remember um, some specific people, you know, in other countries that might have had it uh, worse sooner and and just kind of tuning into that and empathizing and listening and um, trying to just support and then realizing that we were walking through it together. It was really, um, it opened up hearts in a way that we haven't seen in a while, I think. In I think that's where I- as well, I think that's where as well, I- for me I felt like thank goodness I'm you know I'm happy with my paints and creating you know like for people that that were into a sport which meant that they couldn't then do right. it right you know um so I really felt for people and you know if I think for a lot of creatives it was kind of okay we have to batten down the hatches stay home and and and, and I know that like my book probably wouldn't have progressed as quickly if I'd not mm. had all the lockdowns. Right. It gave me a space to focus on it. Um, you know, and, and for me, that was the good that, that came out of the time that I had to spend at home. It was like, well, I haven't got those other things to do. So this is, this is what I'll focus on. And it's good. And that, again, there's another tip, you know, if you can, if you can focus on that thing, if you can find a way to focus on that dream, even even if you even if it's an hour a day or twenty minutes a day, but the more you can put into it, the sooner it will start to gel. I think it's got to be the right dream as well, hasn't it, to motivate yeah. you? Because sometimes you know, like yeah. in the past, I've written goals and then thought, what were my goals? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they just weren't resonating enough. Right. They really do need to resonate, I think. And a deadline, definitely. Yeah, definitely is a powerful motivator. <laughs> true. Oh, I love your tips. I was wondering if you have any LinkedIn tips for people, because I'm sure people are thinking, how how should I do that? Um, I think with LinkedIn, um, 
I think it is about connections and um, thinking about who you want to be, you know, who you want to get in front of. For me, I really would like to, you know, I'd like to have um, my illustrations in big marketing campaign artworks. And so, so it's, um, so it's people that are doing that or, or they might be doing a book or a magazine really like to have a cover of floor magazine mm, <laughs> yes. that's, that's a dream and um and so I think it's thinking who is it that I'm trying to target who was actually uh, who am I wanting to buy my work right um and what is it I think it's thinking in a slightly um it's thinking in a product product mindset you know kind of what's the end product that they will be using it well are they using it to promote to, to promote with is it part of packaging is it home decor range you know right. kind of what are they going to want to do with it and then trying to present it to them as they will see it I mean you always talk about mock-ups um and and it, and it really is kind of it, it's showing it how it would be used in order mm-hmm. that people can and I think I think sometimes as well if you you know you, you might know someone who knows someone who knows the person that you want to get in touch yeah. with um so yeah build building your network mm-hmm. um and I think it's I think the thing is as well it's like I, I often re- request connections before I think I'll need them mm-hmm. I think sometimes if someone yeah. requests a to connect and then immediately they send you an email saying I want to meet with you it's a bit it's a bit forward (laughs) true and if you're already there they're like oh that's my friend you know or that's my contact for sure yeah so I think let them let them see your work that pops up then in their feed before you um necessarily maybe kind of directly approach them about something that's a great and you can get to understand what they're interested in as well by what they post and share and what they comment on but yeah, I think definitely LinkedIn is 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 a really good good way to um to find buyers for whatever it is that you are selling, really. Yeah. And well, I'm not talking about individual items, print sales, things right, like your that. Your style, your oh, I love your tips. Thank you for that. That's great. I've just loved hearing about this this path and this journey. And I, I can't wait to see how it continues to unfold. And so excited that we can pre-order that book. Where's the best place to do that? So you can do that. Um, my website has links to um, where you can buy it. My website is inspiredbykim.com. And um, it really kind of depends on where you are. If you're in the US, you can buy it through a Barnes & Noble, um, your local favorite bookshop. You can pre-order it anywhere. Elsewhere, um, Amazon in the UK, Waterstones. And it's basically anywhere you can order a book, you can order it. Great. it can be delivered to you very so. exciting well I can't wait till it happens and it's in your hands and all that it's yeah right around wait. the corner it's right around the corner very exciting. yeah December is in time in time for Christmas so perfect so yeah so a great gift idea <laughs> great. ski A to Z I love the title too it just makes sense so tell me of course as I love to do who's inspiring you right now Kim I find that um I find Andy J Pizza um, if people don't know his work, he does a creative prep podcast. He's quite quite full on, but I find I just find it that you know, I've listened to a lot of them, and I'm now at the stage where I'm listening to them by subscription, and they just seem to tell me what I need to know at the right time. And sometimes I listen, I often listen back to them twice actually, so that I can because sometimes he explains something, and then when on the second listen, it kind of sinks in. So I find his podcast brilliant. 
I like to have big magic lunches, I uh, call them. That's awesome. So if I'm having a lunch on my own, I'll get out Liz Gilbert's big magic book. Nice. And I'd like to open it at a random page, just read a couple of lines of the message and and then kind of sort of chew on that as I eat my lunch and, and think that through. And I find that's really helpful. I love that. Um, that it's a great book, Big Magic, really recommend it. You know, it's I think I think the subtitle can be a bit off putting. I think it's something like courageous creativity beyond fear or something. And yeah. it can kind of make it sound a little bit. But I think that for anyone, I think that's creating it, it can just help to give you those little nuggets to just think, yeah, I'm going to push on with this. Mm. And Perfect. and then I have to say Lilla and make art that sells because it has been life changing and the community is wonderful and the courses are great and the way that you, if you follow the steps you get to where I mean the first time I saw some of Lilla's artists work I was just and then some mats um, I think it was at the um like the cake shop or the bakery shop I was just like how have they done that and I just, I just thought I just don't know how you've done that how do you even get to that point of that finished piece Right, and right. so that's what inspired me to take the courses and I just love how just just how you can follow the steps and yeah and, and, and improve and, you and you, can, you'll always yeah, know more yourself. yeah and you'll always do better than if you didn't do it do, oh, do the course that's so nicely so, said that's so nice yeah said. you really will it, again it's making time for something that's going to make you better at something better at a drawer a better at expressing your creativity at expressing a certain style and that's a wonderful vote of confidence that's really good. yeah because I think the first time I looked at the courses I, I I did need a kind of ha- bit more of a sort of how to draw course mm. and um I did a course with um a tutor I did it online he's at UAL University of Arts in London um tutor Bill um oh, nice. he's called and he said about two ways of drawing drawing from observation and drawing from memory and so you drew the same things but in the two different ways mm. and that for me was a real it just felt like a real sort of game changer mm. that that I could draw from memory and and that that still had validity that although it doesn't look quite as real right. but but I think being able to then draw in those two different ways gives you more options as to how to approach something. I love that because it does. And it shows you that neither is right or wrong. They're both adding to what you, how you put your art into the world. Yeah. And I think that observational drawing helps then feed and and progress the kind of memory drawing. But I think that, so observational drawing then can help you to think, okay, well, if this person was to do this, you know, because I don't like I don't like working, you know, with any reference, ideally, that's not my own. I like to have taken the photo that then I refer to for for drawing a piece. And I think that you can then put a figure in a position where it doesn't exist as a photo right, because right. you've done that observational drawing. But then you can then draw it and, and create it from, you know, I gen- generally work through about sort of three, three um, sketch iterations in order to be able to get to my sketch that I then will then paint from. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. I think that's, those, those are such good things to think about. We'll have to look up Tudor Bill. Sounds like a wise, 
a wise tutor. Yeah. But it is, it's just observational versus looking at it or, you know, how you would do it in your head. I think that's. Yeah. You can work in the same piece. In, a, in, in one piece, you might draw mm -hmm. some elements from observation and some from, from memory, mm -hmm. um, but they can work together. It doesn't, do you know what it just mean? makes it, it more can... interesting, I think. It, again, yeah. it makes it more your own. Yeah. It's coming from your head. Oh, that's cool. Such a good conversation. So many great tips and such. I love hearing your success and your, your, your courageous confidence muscles growing and <laughs> yeah. all those things. That's really good. Thank you so much, Kim, for, Thank for you. just coming on here and, and, and sharing just all that's going on because I think it's so exciting. Oh, thank you. I hope I hope that it can help people. And and I know that um in the podcast you always say um in, in the in the music intro it says spin a favorite record. And I always wonder, I wonder what Margot's favorite record would be that she would spin. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh, that's such a good question. You know, I'm long pause because I have I have so many. There's some favorite songs I have. I play the guitar rarely but I do and I have favorite songs that are songs my dad sings or old songs that remind me of a, a favorite movie or you know a place I grew up going to camp in Colorado and we sang Dan Fogelberg songs all the time so those are favorites or you know something that reminds me of a a place or a thing and um so that's not a very that's not a very direct answer <laughs> I love you know, it's a nostalgic, good, a good it? Patty Griffin song. I love a good Indigo's Girls song. I love a crazy good fiddle or uh, something that reminds me of something that makes me dance, depending on the mood. But like, if I had to put a record on right now, here's one. Yeah, I have a favorite, one of my favorite artists. He had his definitely had his time, but it, there was a group called the Josh Joplin Band. And that's what I would put on right now. Casey Chambers. I used to sing to my son when he was little Pony by Casey Chambers. That's a, a favorite one. How does that go? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 like I was, uh, on the spot. If I, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Just go listen to it. Yeah, you haven't okay. quite catch me. <laughs> That's a good one. What's, do you have a favorite ski song or a favorite or creating song? I don't think there are many ski songs, actually. But um, I mean, song, a music that if you were skiing, you would want to listen to. It would make you just ooh. hit it. Um, there was a piece that I used to sing to myself. I guess do sometimes sing to myself when I'm skiing. It can just, just kind of, I'm quite allowed to sing it live sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> there, was, there was a piece that was um, by a French, I think it was a French artist, and it was Liberty. But Jason Derulo is quite good for skiing too, actually, as well. There's something okay. about the sound and the yeah um yeah <laughs> but I think my all-time favorite is walking on sunshine Katrina oh, and the waves so good so good yeah See, that I think we need to illustrate that oh do illustrate that that yeah. would be so good that would be so good yeah I I have a my kiddo is so into music he is always scoring things and it's anywhere from the 20s to current so I'm learning new things all the time and it's funny when he'll hear a song that is such a part of our like walking on sunshine, you know, it's just something you say it and we all know it. And he'll say, oh my gosh, I found this song today walking. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's true. You might not, not have known that. So anyway, so <laughs> the discovery is so fun. Thanks for that segue. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, you know, when you start teaching, which I think you should do, you'll have to come back on so we can talk about that. That'd be great. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Oh my gosh, Kim, this has been so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.